episode 379, Moonfall Review. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about science fiction, faith, fantasy, spirituality, and how they all just kind of connect all together in our hearts. So I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I am here with Evan. Hello. And John, how are you? I am John, John, how are you? And... Nice. Steve, Steve McDonald is not here with us today. No, Steve, Steve. Yeah. We've got Ben, Ben. So we got Ben, Ben, and Evan, Evan, and John, John. <coughs> nice. Which is actually what we used to call my little brother. He was John, 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 John? for nice. years. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to be here because now I have collected uh, 75% of the Strangers and Aliens cast in recording. I got to collect that elusive doctor type, and then I will be a true. Pokemon master. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're, you're going to be opening a lot of packages before you, you come across the, the Dr. Jace, uh, <laughs> the, the Dr. Jace chase card. Maybe. Yes. The holographic. Yeah. Limited edition. Yeah. Uh, someone sent a, us a nice note and mentioned how they, how much they miss Dr. Jace. Oh. I was like, that's, I'm sorry. That's been years since he's been on here. So it's like yeah. a long, long, uh, long-term listener, but yeah. So we are here to talk about the latest movie in the James Bond franchise, the sequel to Skyfall, Moonfall. Yes. No. That's not how that works, Ben. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, I was, I can't remember where we saw the something for the movie, and my, my 10-year-old son just looks at me and says, oh, let me guess. The moon is falling, right? And it's like, actually, yeah, you're right. Like, he totally thought he was being super sarcastic and that it couldn't possibly be the uh, the high concept of the movie. But that is indeed How what is it, it was. Hey, and sometimes, the, sometimes those titles need to be really on the nose. I mean, you got, you got like snakes on a plane, hobo with a shotgun, moonfall. You got to know what you're getting into. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Especially if it's a good movie, you know, that well, <laughs> we're, we're going to get I, into uh, that. <laughs> I have played the video game and I must say, I like the video game much more than they made, they made a video game. Yes. It's called Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. 
Oh, jeez. It's... I should I walked into that. Yes, you have three days before the moon falls and destroys the Earth, and you have to figure out how to stop it, and it's it's quite... Not uh, Earth, Hyrule. Actually, it's not even Hyrule. It's another, like, kingdom in another dimension or something. <laughs> oh. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> One with falling moons, yeah. Ones with falling moons, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... This is one that we've all seen, and Evan and I went together, but we did not go as a road trip. We just went because we knew we were going to be recording with John, because when we mentioned it, John said, oh, hey, uh, I went in on that one. Actually, I had mentioned it to you, saying, if you you? see this, I want to be a part of this. That's how it worked. Okay. Because I was enamored with the previews. The the request was John wanting to be here, so we we, we decided not a road trip. Yeah. Well, and this was this was the last movie Evan and Ben would ever see in the theater together, maybe, unless something crazy happens in the future. There's... Because I'm moving to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Crazy things could happen, but <laughs> and never ever coming back to Indiana well, ever. I don't know because we don't have any family here, so it'd have to be like some sort of on the way trip. And Ben will never, ever come and visit you, ever. Well, let's hope so. (laughs) Um, Pretty soon he'll be an empty nester, and then he'll have lots of time on his hands. Uh, Is my sarcasm evident yet? (laughs) I I mean, that's 10 years from now before (laughs) I'm going to be an empty nester. I mean, but we're halfway there. You know, as far as the life of this podcast, we've been around yeah. for 10 years. Yeah. So another 10 years is not outside the realm of possibility. We'll um, get there. You know, 10, 10 years ago, I honestly don't think I thought podcasting was even going to still be around. Mm. So in 10 let years alone time, this podcast. In 10 years time, you'll no longer just be listening to us. You'll have us on hologram uh, doing the strangers and aliens dancing for you on your dashboard as you drive. Oh, goodness. I hope not. <laughs> oh, because you're not. Yeah, you're not driving. You, it, the, the car is driving itself. Ah, so. yes, even better. Yeah. Oh goodness, I hope not. <laughs> uh, point being, we did not road trip this, and so we are here to talk about this movie. And there's there's a lot to talk about, but we are going to start out with a spoiler free conversation right now. Just saying, broad strokes. Did you like the movie? What kind of rating would you give it? How many falling moons out of five would you give this thing? Um, do you recommend it to anyone? And if you do, who do you recommend it to? And so I think let's just start with, well, John, you're you're the guest, kind of. <laughs> let's start with you. Broad stroke, did you like the movie? I had to digest this movie before I could answer that. <laughs> Like, cause I walked out. Okay. So this, this wasn't the movie that I was sold in the previews. I expected something a bit more comically based when I walked into it. So I needed a moment afterwards to readjust my expectations in order to digest what was given to me. And, um, and then I had to talk to Kevin a bit after the fact. And I can honestly say I, this movie, I was not the target demographic for this movie. So I would say not my cup of tea. I probably didn't enjoy it 
in the way that someone like my wife would have. So no, <laughs> with a question mark. <laughs> so many caveats needed to be made with that. Which, which we'll get into, but for right now, broad strokes, Evan, did you like it? I did like it, Ben. This was everything I wanted it to be and more so than I wanted it to be. It far exceeded my expectations as far as what was actually going on plot-wise. And, uh, yeah, it's just I was looking for a big, dumb Roland Emmerich disaster movie, and I got that with bonus DLC. And, um, yeah, I mean, for for the type of movie it is, like it's in, in its own little category, I'd probably give this a four stars. And for movies in general, I think I gave it a three and a half. So, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this as somebody who enjoyed, you know, like 2012 and Day After Tomorrow and things like that. Uh, this was the next logical step in in those movies. <laughs> Logic? Really? Yes. The next, obviously, ev- anyone could have thought of this. This was easily, you know, you could see this coming a mile away. Mm. There were... <laughs> Anyone could have thought of it. Uh, and most people have been like, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't make that. <laughs> like, I had an idea and I'm just not going to tell you about it because you know what? Let's just do our other idea over here. <laughs> uh, I'll, I will say I was pleasantly surprised. I, I teeter between a three, three and two and a half star kind of nice. rating. Uh, I, I, I'm teetering. And so I, I give it the, for the doubt, I'll give it a three uh, in the sense that it kind of tipped the scales toward. I liked it more than I didn't like it, but, and that's not to say I hated it. it it's just that it, it was, it was just kind of walking this fine line of um, what a ridiculous concept. And then they really tried really hard, really hard to say, uh, but there, but there's reasons why. That, that, that are that are meant to make sense and and i i, I when, whenever and i were walking out of the theater although we did have a little misunderstanding with john when we i told him we just walked out of the theater for move fall and oh, yeah. john thought we were walking out like in the middle of the movie because we were upset or whatever but um and we were walking out and i was just i was just thinking okay they they, they tried to apply a, a story to this i feel like there was two different movies happening mm. and, and one is dealing with what's going on on earth because the moon is falling and the other is dealing with the problem of the moon falling. And I, I there's a big part of me. that feels like it started with the disaster side. The moon is falling. And then they said, Oh, Hey, but, but, but why, why, <laughs> why, why is, is the, the moon, moon falling? falling? How is the and moon falling? <laughs> so, cause they have all this like, you know, geopolitical stuff going on. And then, then there's things going on as far as like the people who are on the earth and dealing with different science fiction, fantasy stuff that's going on. But then the question comes, well, why? And, and then, Oh, well, because of this. And they had another story to deal with. So they, they just wrote a second, a second story that went along with it. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel what you're saying with the two stories and, I have some definite thoughts on that that we can discuss after the spoiler organ. And if anybody's waiting for my reading, because I didn't actually give my rating, I would give this 
one and a half Bruce Willis's on a uh, on, a <laughs> on an Armageddon scale. <laughs> yeah, I I just it you, Evans, you said you were we wanted a big dumb action movie. I did. Um, they tried so hard to not be dumb. Like that's that's one of the the problems is I, like you were saying, John, you were expecting a comedy, more more the comedy side, I guess. It, that's kind of, but no, they but they like, went serious. They went serious it, with well, it. The comedy comes from characters being goofy people. I don't mean dumb like comedy. I mean it's it's just as dumb as the other ones that I listed on my list. The day after tomorrow in 2012, it's all played absolutely serious. But you're just, you know, you're just there to look at the special effects and the destroying cities and not much else. And so it did you that see, funny. but with, with, for me, and the reason why I was so disappointed after I left the theater was because how it was sold to me, um, it was, uh, Patrick Wilson, it, it, they sold it like Patrick Wilson was doing his best. Chris, uh, Chris, uh, can't remember his name. Pratt? Jurassic World. Yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Chris, it was like Patrick Wilson doing his best Chris Pratt impersonation. And I'm like, I'm into this. I want to see this. Because, you know, Chris Pratt's a goofy guy and super sarcastic, even when he's doing serious roles, you know. And so I was expecting to kind of catch that in a lot of real quippy sort of situation. I, I, I can deal with the serious. If I could have, I would have enjoyed this movie more with, with the serious that they did that if they would have added a bit more levity, like they had promised through the, through the previews. So I just feel like I was sold a bill of goods that wasn't described. Uh, the other thing that I wasn't expecting was the, so there's, there's a couple different categories of sci-fi happening in this movie. One is the moonfall itself. And you have like, what's that going to cause on earth? What would happen if the, the, you know, all that stuff. And then one is the cause of what was happening to cause the moon to actually do what it's doing. And I was just surprised that they went into some very sci-fi, um, a a realm, like, I want to say comparable to some of the things you might see in like a 2001 or, you know, those kind of movies where it's like, all of a sudden it's just, bigger and, and, and more universal. And, 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 uh, and I, I, I'm trying to be careful cause I don't want to spoil too much, but it actually goes into some not quite philosophical sci-fi, but kind of almost it skirts it. And I was really surprised to see them. Like we're talking about planes of existence and different things going on here. What's, how is this happening? And, and yeah. So I was surprised about that, and that that also helped it teeter toward that that three. But yeah, I I think if you guys are done with our spoiler free portion, I think we can move on. Let now. me let me say one last thing, and this this is a spoiler. So here it comes before the spoiler organ. Me and Ben, I think the most surprising plot twist in this movie for us was that Halle Berry was in this movie. Which we re- <laughs> we realized halfway through the movie, after she had been on screen the whole time, we're like, is that Halle Berry? <laughs> yeah, I had 
I had looked it up before Evan turned to me to ask, but I'm like, yeah. I, I think that is. And yeah, she. I didn't recognize her. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either. But yeah, and I had just seen her in John Wick three, I think it was. Yeah, she she played in, in this movie. She plays Will Smith's girl uh, girlfriend in Washington D.C. Nobody. Nobody. Nope. I was making a Independence Day reference. Oh. Oh, okay. Because this okay, this this movie well this this director. this movie apes so many of the movies in nineteen in the nineteen nineties like that that it's Yeah, but we'll Roland get into Emmerich it. was one of the directors of Independence Day. Like he I'm just yeah. mm, he, This is he his started Yeah. Yeah. This is just the what he does. I'm I'm just I have, I have so much to say when we can talk freely is all I'm saying. I I'll say this because he's been talking and complaining about MCU and superhero movies and how you know it was really hard to get this movie made because it's not a franchise movie mm-hmm. you know and this is a big budget movie without a franchise behind it and I'm just thinking dude you are the closest thing to a franchise that you can be without being a franchise like you are <laughs> trying to make your movie. This has nothing to do with that you're not Ant Man, you know. You're, it's not that you're not making Ant Man. It's that you're trying to get a budget to make your movie. Like you're trying to get a budget to make 2012 Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be fair though, I haven't seen 2012, and I haven't seen uh, uh, Day After Tomorrow. Ones? Yeah, Day After Tomorrow. I have not seen that. I have seen Independence Day and Godzilla. Um, and uh, was it 10,000 BC? Oh yeah. Did he do did he do Geostorm? I don't know, but it definitely the trailers for he, this movie, I thought I was watching trailers for Geostorm when this, I hope he didn't because that movie was terrible. It was so bad. Premonition? Did he do Premonition? I Not Premonition. Oh, what was that Nick Cave movie? Knowing. That's right. Knowing. No, I don't think he did that. That wasn't that wasn't explodey enough. I was it like, wasn't. wait, no, Premonition is a Sandra Bullock movie. It wasn't explodey till the very end, knowing. Yeah, and then everything. And then it was exploded. very explodey, yes. Okay, <laughs> Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day Resurgence, Moonfall, 2012, Midway. Actually, Midway was a pretty good movie. I haven't it's seen a, that one. It's about the Battle of Midway. That, that right. was pretty good. Um, 10,000 BC, uh, Godzilla, Stargate. Oh, he did the original Stargate. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so there's other things that he's done. So I've seen all his disaster movies, and this was exactly what I wanted. And this was that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go. Let's play the spoiler organ and talk about why. (laughs) (laughs) Just all the whys. There's so many whys that we can be talking about. Why did we see this movie? Is one of them, but or the why <laughs> that I screamed when I left the movie theater. <laughs> All right, playing spoiler organ right about now. Spoilers. 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 All right. At this point, John, feel free to rant and rave and okay so this movie was basically you know i i would describe this movie in the same way that my dad 
describes taco pizza. It just reminds me of two things I like better. <laughs> except, except this movie reminds me of so many other movies that I enjoyed more. Uh, it was Independence Day all over again. It was Armageddon all over again. I mean, at times I felt like I was watching The Day After Tomorrow. And it's just like, I've seen this done better. This movie... This movie isn't necessary. I mean, all the, like all the big scenes that you see, that you see in this movie, what with the big, with the big gravity wave coming towards the city. It's just like, I've already seen that in the day after tomorrow. And, oh, we're sending a, a undermanned suicide squad up to the moon to fix the problem. It's like, I've already seen that in, uh, I've already seen that in, um, Armageddon and it's just like oh we're gonna outline the the lives of the people on earth during this catastrophe and it's like I've already seen that in Independence Day and it's just like it, it doesn't bring anything new to the table it only apes these other movies and it doesn't do it as well you know what it brings new to the table John you know what it brings oh, new to the, the table a falling yeah, I moon know what, it brings a falling moon to the that's table. right dude that's it's basically just it's basically just a, a local meteor instead of a well that's what that's what the meteor. disaster movies are you pick a disaster and you do it and well so the only thing are... the only new thing that it brings to the table is the panspermia theory of creation no that i mean we've gotten that too a bunch of times oh have we so, oh yeah i mean even stargate is that oh like, i suppose so yeah and then uh then that for that first alien prequel, the Prometheus Prometheus. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that that's an old tale as old as time. Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I will say this though. I, I didn't mind the character. I didn't mind spending time with the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were at least likable enough. Really? Which isn't saying much, but they're, <laughs> they were likable like enough like regular you can people? tell because there, there's two types of sci-fi movies there's the sci-fi movie where it's really just hyper focused on the characters and the sci-fi is happening on the peripherals uh kind of like um arrival or something like that and then you have it's the characters are just there so we can get to different places to see the crazy cool destruction and that was these people and they were likable enough to do that and really you like that they were likable enough to serve as a reason for the camera to go to different <laughs> I, spots and show ch- me the destruction. <laughs> I chose my word very carefully. They were likable yes. enough. I didn't I hate them. I, I, I wasn't all that interested in their personal lives or anything like that. In fact, some of the personal life stuff was a little bit confusing at first, but I, yeah, because of the time, I job. didn't like anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like I didn't like Patrick Wilson, which was saying a lot because I'm a big Patrick Wilson fan. I loved him in the uh, in the Insidious movies. I loved him in the Conjuring movies. You know, I love Patrick Wilson. Did not like him in this movie. I didn't like Halle Berry. The only person in this movie that I liked, they killed. And I don't even know the I don't even know the actor's name. The Wait, nerd you mean guy? the was it the the jerk uh, stepfather? No, okay. uh, the <laughs> the uh, Kevin says he's a uh, Kiwi. So the guy from New Zealand, I thought he was British myself, but he was doing a really solid Nick Frost impersonation in this movie for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
Oh, what is his name? But I, I, I can't remember love, his character's name. <laughs> I loved him. He was my favorite person in this movie. Everybody I don't on the even ground, remember who you're talking about. Yeah, this is it's the third guy in the ship. The uh, nerd KC. guy. The conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 then and then everybody on Earth didn't care. I didn't care what was happening to them. They could all get hit by the gravity wave for all I cared. Fly off into space. I didn't need that side story. It's it's just like if they would if they I think I would have I think I would have enjoyed this movie better if they would have just focused in on those three characters that were in the spaceship and their interactions and dealing with each other and what happened when they got into the moon. Then this is what I'm saying. This is why it feels like the first movie they wrote was all the Earth stuff. And that's why we have that is because that was what the movie originally was going to be. And now, I don't know if there's any truth I to this, but that's just that. what it feels like. And then it's like, oh, but why? Why did it happen? Oh, because uh, the moon's hollow and there's aliens. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, well, we need a story. We need we need to tell that part of the story. So I guess we'll be jumping back and forth between the movie I already wrote that I'm married to that I love and and the movie <laughs> that we have to that we have to tell. Let um, this be a let, let this be a lesson to you aspiring writers out there. You need to be willing to kill your darlings to make a better movie. <laughs> but I could see the darlings there. I mean, the whole gravity wave thing. I had not seen that before in a, a disaster movie anyway. Yeah, the closest and, thing I'd seen to that was in Independence Day Resurgence, where the the big ship has its own gravity. Oh, you're right. And like uproots the stuff. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> and I think I think I might have even enjoyed the Earth sequences more if they would have had better actors playing the people. But, on but here's Earth. the thing, John: like the Earth sequences are what makes it a Roland Emmerich movie. That's like what I, he's doing. And, I mean, yeah. But so, what I what I'm saying though is that the actors that they got to play the characters on Earth were terrible. Okay, so it's like they got they got taken out of a community theater and put in. And hey, you want a spot in a movie? None, none of, the of them are was great. Yeah, none of the acting's great. Although these actors are like working actors, like these are people. Um, so at one point, I turned to Evan as like I was talking about uh, Patrick Wilson's son, and I was like, "What is that accent? Like, what accent is he trying to cover up? I thought he was German, and he's trying to cover up his German accent. He's trying to talk an American accent. This guy's American, like." <laughs> <laughs> so as we were walking out of the theater, I was looking him up to, and I forgot to talk to you about this because, well, we weren't going to do the road trip, but um, yeah, he's straight up an American actor. And at the, toward the end of the movie, I was like, oh, he's doing better. He must've gotten better coach or maybe it's just been, he's been coached. <laughs> and, and then no, no, this guy, uh, yeah. Born in New York. Born, he's from Poughkeepsie and he's okay. He, he was bad. Like the first talking line on there is like, Hi, I'm mad at you, Er, but you hate NASA. Why would you go with them? Er. He's playing an angsty teenager. And then Donald Sutherland (laughs) shows up. Yeah, for two seconds. Donald Sutherland. He's the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting there loading his gun. Yep. And like, wait, what? Why is he? And then we don't see him again. Okay. Well, he took care of business. He had uh, he had yeah. business to t- personal business to take care of. Michael yep, Pena. Michael Pena's Pena. there. Pena. Pena. He's mm-hmm. there. What's he there to do? To be funny? No. No. 
not to be funny at all. <laughs> nope. He's there to be the stepdad. And I, yeah. Yeah. He's there to not this, like, and then hopefully you'll like him before he dies. This movie is not about the characters. Uh, yeah. So That's for, for me, sure. I didn't care. Uh, I, like Ben said, they were good enough and they served the, the plot of the story. Um, so I really I loved all the you know I actually watched a video where they consulted scientists on what would actually happen if the moon for some reason decided to crash into the earth which they said it would never do you know unless magic was happening so or or aliens yes or created aliens. the moon and hollowed it out and and drove so they said to the earth but that being said all the effects uh, were pretty scientifically accurate according to those scientists so it's pretty pretty neat here here's the thing. Evan, if I don't care about the characters in a movie, I'm not going to care about the danger that they're in. It's and and that was my I think that was my biggest issue with this movie is like I don't care about any of these people. Let the moon crash into that earth. They're not bringing anything special to being alive anyway. No, they're still so, human beings, so you can connect on that level. And Are I they? and I do think that one of the reasons why we jump back and forth between Earth and the spaceship is to try to create what you're talking about, try to create um, urgency for the heroes in the spaceship. Mm-hmm. We want them to succeed. So their friends and family on earth who are still alive and aren't That's already right. dead. Cause even okay. though she's not on screen, my grandma lives in Virginia and she's on the earth that the moon is crashing into. So therefore I care. Mm. So you do self interjection in movies like this then do that in like every movie but yeah with especially with disaster movies um see i i that's don't the, that's be, the point i don't because it's just like most of the time i i know enough science to know like yeah that'll never happen and so yeah, i'm but just like that's the that, point like, with movies like don't look up like you're supposed to put yourself in there because it's trying to speak a message you know about the, the difference is that movie is supposed to speak a, is trying to speak a message about like how we treat our our society and culture and 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 news cycles and that kind of thing and this one is not no. <laughs> i mean if you if you've got a message for this movie evan i'd love to hear it there is no message i don't think it's just <laughs> you know it's just the human condition uh for the people on the earth and then for the the rest of it it's just like it's cool cool ideas that i really like yeah i think that Disaster movies have the most elementary of messages, which tend to be uh, help people or yeah. don't. But if you don't help people, you're bad and and self-sacrifice like that's because there's always self-sacrifice in these movies. And that's the reason why I said I was not the target demographic for this movie. Um, if I would have known that this was just a dis- an outright disaster movie like all the previously mentioned movies i probably wouldn't have been so excited to see it uh my wife on the other hand would have been about that because she's totally into the day after tomorrow and 2012 and dante's peak and all that types of stuff and it's just it's it, it's not my bag because the only message i get out of these move out of those types of movies is and, and, and it, it said it, mentally to me, it said exactly in this accent too. It's just like, Oh, wouldn't it suck if this happened? <laughs> like seriously, 
Because yeah. that's about that's about the level of intelligence that's the message. that I get from these movies. That is, kind of... that is the message. And it also engages you because it's like, what would you do in this situation? Every scene, it's like, what would you do? Would you have made it through the last scene to get to this scene? Et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, I don't know how, by watching the trailer, you got the idea that it wasn't a, just a disaster movie. Because I... all these other things that were added to it was a complete surprise to me. The alien stuff. I just thought it was going to be a disaster. The alien stuff was a huge surprise to me. And, yeah. And like I said, that was the pleasant surprise to me was the, oh, we've got alien stuff happening here. Oh, we've got things from distant past happening here. And, oh, um, like I said, we got we got planes of existence and we've got, you know, the, the guy who died. Yeah, he died. But if they do a sequel, which they won't. I hope they, they want do. to. But if they, they do a sequel, <laughs> if they do a sequel, he will be in the sequel. You know, I want them to is... drive the moon somewhere. <laughs> and like, cause you know, they set up. They could. The, oh. Yeah. They, where they've where, set, where they can I sign that, the petition to make this not happen? I, they set up that sequel to Independence Day resurgence. That'll never happen. Unfortunately, uh, where, where it's like, they're going to go out and fight the aliens. And now this is, this is the same setup. He set it up again with another movie because he couldn't do it in the last one. He wants to make an intergalactic war movie and I want to see it. And I want them to drive the moon. We'll never Ever. Moonfall you never know. Ever. Fall I want them harder. to do it. I I want the moon to transform into a giant robot and punch somebody. Let's oh, do it. You want the moon to turn into Voltron? I mean, is that, is that what this Unicron. is coming down to? Unicron. Unicron, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. No, not going to happen. I actually, though, because uh, my comparison to 2001, this is not 2001. This is poor man's low rent. 2001 at best but they're definitely trying for some of that with with some of what they're doing and um but it's like 2001 where when 2010 rolls around um the star baby who was created at the end of 2001 is is a part of 2010 you know and that's that's what they create with uh i guess his name is casey if i remember from when i looked it up earlier this episode but um yeah john bradley casey he's He's there. We might not have Patrick Wilson or Halle Berry because we can't afford them, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get John Bradley. Uh, might get Charlie Plummer with his <laughs> American German American accent. Let's do it. So bad. Moonfall so... two. Fall harder. I want to see it. I want to see no. it so bad. Okay, so let's talk about the alien stuff because this was absolutely my. Like my cup of tea, because we oh, get. Oh, you mean when they go in the moon and you see all those battle spaceships, and you're like, "Hey, this looks like it would be from the set of a movie. I would enjoy more than this movie." <laughs> no, this was great because they, because I they love injected. It when... There's a third movie in this. It's a small one, but there's a third movie of the intergalactic war stuff that was going on between AI and. I know it's a suggestion of a better beings. movie. It, it, it's it's a it's a it's an unfulfilled promise. Is all it is. Well, I can't remember if I said this to you, Evan, or not, but I, I I think I said it to you where it feels like the beginning of Wolverine Origins, where yeah. like the opening credits are the that five minute opening credit sequence of Wolverine Origin. That's the movie you want is him and Sabretooth fighting war after war after war in history. And, and then it leads up to the movie you get and like there is some cool well, stuff with the sci fi stuff that really I told you, me. like when we went and saw Underwater with Case Stu and um 
you know, at the end, it just turns into the origin of Cthulhu. And <laughs> I was like, wouldn't this have been awesome if, they, like, the whole thing was just an elaborate setup for a franchise movie and it ends up being a prequel? And that would have been cool, you know, if they would have done something like that. Or, or I don't... Life. Life could have been the, that prequel for Venom. Yeah, you know? you're right. Yeah. yeah. Sir, I do not... And I do not appreciate your implications that Cthulhu is simply just a kaiju. I'm just going to throw I that out there. don't care about Cthulhu. I don't care. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that monster did look like him. Um, so, the uh, Speaking of underwater, by the way, two random Facebook thing happened today that have to do with you, John. And oh. one is that... Um, in my Facebook memories of a couple of years ago today, uh, you posted something on Facebook about our underwater episode. Oh, did I know? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> came up in my, in my Facebook memory. And then the other is that Hank Harwell posted on our cube episode from last year. He right. posted a comment on it today about um, the Japanese version of cube is apparently, although I couldn't find it on Amazon prime here in the States, but apparently somewhere, we got it covered as uh, posted this article about it just heating up the, the streaming. It's just, it's just hot on streaming mm. right now. It's so hot that I haven't heard about it until today. <laughs> so here's another. Exactly. Here's another controversial comment from me. I found this like 20 times more interesting than 2001 A Space Odyssey. And it's because one of the things I told Ben uh, leaving the theater is that I don't like it when they we we get teased with aliens but then we never see the aliens or we never figure out what they're about or whatever like i like the teasing and the mystery behind it but then three quarters of the way through the movie you better show me the thing or else i'm gonna be mad and that was like the same thing with uh contact well like even like arrival was just too vague for me we didn't get to we didn't know much at all about them or anything and so with this I mean, when they showed the aliens and that it's like pre, you know, it's a pre-human civilization moon, I'm like, okay, that's sweet. I like that a lot. And then they added the icing on the cake where they just explained everything. Every little piece, they explained it. Yes. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And the visuals were awesome. And I loved them. I am and not the, going to debate the, the merits of 2001 versus this movie because they are two <laughs> different movies. I just and, said it was more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's – and it is because – if you want a movie that you're going to sit and watch just the visual and you're going to go along for the visual journey and not much is happening and what conflict does happen is very understated and it's, you know, a dying robot, you know, like it's a dying computer. That's, that's, it's an argument with the dying computer. Two very different things and enjoyable in two very different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I really did appreciate because I'm wondering how in the world are they going to be able to explain this? And then when they start showing things, I'm like, oh, I think they can possibly show us enough that we can kind of figure out what's going on. And then, no, we're just going to hook up a bright light to your brain and show <laughs> we're you, gonna tell you everything. And, yes. and then I'm just picturing the the writer's room again this is in my mind they wrote the movie the moon is falling it's terrible wouldn't it suck if the moon fell yeah it would and then you see that guy in the room but why oh <laughs> i guess we should figure that out too and they you could just I, can you imagine evan sitting down in the writer's room and they give you that challenge you have to come up with a conceivable way 
that'll work enough for a big budget movie for people to to accept that this is why the moon is falling and you can go anywhere and yeah. do anything. <laughs> like it just as a writer, that kind of thing fascinates me and would be so much fun to do. Uh, and I've done that kind of thing before, and sometimes it's been a successful uh, endeavor and and challenge. Whether it's been published or not doesn't matter. But sometimes it has not been successful in a challenge, and that also doesn't matter that it wasn't published because it didn't work. But well, just to have think... someone say, "Here's your challenge. Here's your thing. Take these toys. Here's these keys. You can do whatever you want. Make it work, and then we'll just have aliens explain everything." Yeah. <laughs> well, and like th- like I said, this movie like endeared itself to me because all my fears of the directions that they could have taken, you know, for these aliens. Like, okay, we're just going to infer things, or, you know, it's just going to be there. We're never even going to touch it. It's just a set piece, you know. Um, or, you know, they're going to read it, you know, like, oh, I found the files. This is what happened. And they don't show anything. But no, they did the mind thing, and they showed the distant past and they zoomed into the big space station thing with all the farms on it and then you show like the several moons that was cool that are that coming was cool and the aliens are blowing them all up and the one moon escapes i was like this is awesome <laughs> the whole movie is now worth it just so for this you, part <laughs> you were you were happy with the explanation of we were the aliens all along heck yeah i love uh, that stuff i i love like that that's the thing in uh halo it's they dive into like ancient humanity and like how they were out in the star faring and stuff like that. And it's just, I love that stuff. I love it. Love it. Love it. Also, Ben, you talking about the big bright light that goes into your brain and explains everything as the MacGuffin to explain everything, you know, you know what other movie did that. And I, you're not going to be able to unsee this after I say this. Tell me battlefield earth. <laughs> I've never seen that one, and I don't plan to. <laughs> I have mixed feelings. I have a mixed <laughs> relationship with that movie as of right now. <clears throat> I I do too, and it's caused a rift between me and Kevin and in our friendship. Well. He'll he'll never forgive me about my opinion about that movie. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> as Ben silently stares into the middle <laughs> distance. I, regretting having ever seen it. <laughs> I don't regret. Uh, uh, the problem is I regret what I don't regret. It, uh, let's put it that way. I regret. I, you don't, I don't regret it. Regret. And just, you regret the fact that you don't regret it. I don't regret it as much as I should. And I regret the fact that I don't regret it as much as I should regret. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that Ben. <laughs> That's great. Uh... <laughs> But the less said, I, I do want to do an episode with Steve about Battlefield Earth. Oh, he won't do but it. But it will never happen, right? No, he's <laughs> he's never going to go back to that thing. Um, I have, uh, yeah, I, I've toyed with reading the book, but I, I'm not going to. Me too. It's a giant, giant <clears throat> book. And he he's not a bad writer. I've read some of his shorter science fiction. Um but uh, and and he's he's a he's one of the giants. L. Ron Hubbard is one of the giants of science fiction for a reason. He did a lot of early stuff that people hadn't done before, and he worked with John L., uh, John W. Campbell um, on some ground ground zero stuff with with uh, 
astounding and, and analog, but um, but I'm, I'm not going to spend a thousand pages with him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Battlefield Earth, although that would be a good time to plug your podcast, John. Oh, because they talked about Battlefield Earth. On... We did talk about Battlefield Earth, but I don't know if I want people to listen to that and lose respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I, we'll, I do. We'll, movie... we'll put a little distance between that and when you actually do plug your podcast. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> so. Well, I don't oh, know if my, I have my. too much more to say. <laughs> um, I just really, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, like I should make a, a letterbox list of big dumb sci-fi movies that I love, and this is right up there with Battleship. Um, just I love it so much. And I will say it was not a waste of time for me to go with a friend to a movie, and this was the movie we went to. Like that was, uh, I enjoyed it enough to feel like okay, this is serviceable. Because we and... have done the the former where we've gone to the movie and it was not. Yeah, the best movie to go to, like, like Transformers: The Last Night. That was a movie that we saw. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, a little addendum to my experience: I saw the movie in the theater by myself, mm. so I was there with nobody, and I think I might, I might have enjoyed it more if I was there with somebody. But could be. And that this is... was also this was also my first movie post COVID. Oh really? Oh, nice. Yeah, this huh. is the first time. This is the first time back in the theater since the outbreak. Okay, and I, I, I really glad that you made it through unscathed. Other than you saw the movie, <laughs> right? But, yeah, yeah. I would really hate it for you to come down with COVID because of. This, oh, I had it. This movie. Oh, I had right? it before this movie. Okay, all right. I had it my second time before this movie. So no, good. I had it out of the way. It was, it was, it was, it was so fun. You wanted to go again. <laughs> no COVID part two, the sequel for me was a little more fun than COVID part one though. I will say that because I was oh. awake enough and co- cogent enough that I watched a bunch of stuff that I wanted to watch and hadn't had a chance to. Nice. Like I was able to put in a three hour Russian movie that I would never be able to watch if I had, been out in with my family as part of the family community never would have seen it i was able to watch it didn't fall asleep during it wow yeah no i was yeah as far as covid went it wasn't the worst but yeah okay but anyway final thoughts then about this movie i i I think we've pretty been been pretty clear i should say about our our uh our feelings about this if I feel like I'm the fulcrum of the teeter totter with you and John on either end of the teeter totter. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm just like, yeah, it wasn't great, wasn't bad. It, it was, it was okay enough for me to spend two hours with. And then John's over here. What? Am I? Why am I doing this? And Evan's over here. This is the best ride ever. <laughs> it, it, it really is that way. Uh, yeah. My final thought on this movie is. This is another disaster movie. It's just more of the same. If you enjoy movies like 2012 or The Day After Tomorrow or whatever, if you, if you like those types of disaster movies, here's another one. You'll probably like that too. Uh, if you need more substance to your 
narrative and characters you actually feel something for and it matters to you if they die might not be the movie for you. Uh, And if you saw the previews and you're expecting something to be fairly comedic, it's not that movie. And those are my three big takeaways that I have for this movie. Evan? My final thoughts are Moonfall 2, Fall Harder. Let's do it. I want to see it. And uh, I want them to drive the moon into outer space and fight some aliens. So watch for that on Evan's fanfic website as he... Oh, just, Along with my it, Matrix fan fictions. If Evan writes that, it's going to contain the it's going to contain the phrase, "That's no moon, that's a space station." I can't believe they didn't say that. I know. <laughs> Disney would have sued. Eh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is, uh, this movie did get me thinking a little bit. It did get me thinking a little bit just about like disaster movies and why do we watch disaster movies? Because I'm watching it and I am thinking with the characters as they're trying to get through and, and deal with the people who are there to steal the gas and steal the guns and steal their cars and stuff. And in, in those situations, I, I unfortunately looking at our society right now, feel like that's, that's what most people are going to lean toward is that side of things. Um, I'm going to take what I can because we got to survive, you know, and we're, we're just one disaster away from, from acting like that. And it got me thinking about like, okay, so what would, how would I deal with this kind of thing? If I'm trying to protect my family and trying to, you know, take care, take care of my families in the midst of, um, you know, no food, you know, and that kind of thing. And and, and unfortunately in our society right now, we don't have to worry about those kind of things. Although we've definitely had some situations arise where we wondered if we were going to have to deal with those kind of things. And, um, and that's, tends to be, I think why, you know, similar to why are horror movies popular and why do people enjoy those? I, you know, part of it is because you're able to confront danger and death without actually is same with the roller coaster. There's danger, but it's safe. It's safe danger. And that's the same kind of thing with, with a disaster movie where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm witnessing and I'm experiencing and I'm wondering maybe what would I do if a disaster would come? And, um, yeah, uh, and it just gets me thinking about that. And then how do you deal with that when you're also thinking through like your, your faith, you know, cause I remember Y2K, we had a friend who's like, I am not helping anyone in my neighborhood. <laughs> and it's like, this is, I mean, a very strong Christian man, but he's like, I have my gas generator. I have my stores of food and I will not help anyone. The door mm-hmm. is closed and no one is. And, and I do That's wonder like, like what, it's like that episode I, of the Twilight Zone. Did you yeah. see that? Ep- yeah, where the they think the bomb's coming, mm-hmm. and the one guy's the only one in his neighborhood who built the shelter. That was a rough episode. Yeah, and, and I, I do wonder where would I fall on that on that spectrum? And yeah. So anyway, was it great? No. <laughs> so that's that's that. So uh, before we go, John, we need you to plug a couple things for us. We need you to tell us about your your podcasting endeavors. That you have, that you are doing. Some things, multiple things, a lot of things. Okay. I review terrible movies with the Bottom Shelf podcast, a part, uh, an extension of the Geek Devotions Network. Uh, Steve, who you guys know from here, and I have a music segment in the Com Talk podcast, which is also a part of the Geek Devotion Network. 
I am the DM at Playing Games with Strangers, my own podcast, and I play Nick Foster on Supersonic Pod Comics, The Randoms. I think I've covered everything. Excellent. Thank you for joining us, John. Always a mm-hmm. pleasure. And this is kind of nice, too. This is kind of breaking the mold of other things you've been joining us for, which tend to be more your thriller slash horror kind of things. So Yeah. 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 And now we just need to get uh, uh, Nathan Marchand to come on and talk about something that's not kaiju. Yes. And <laughs> so we can break some more molds here. But, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he will talk Power Rangers with you. Ooh. Yeah, but that's still, that's, that's kaiju adjacent. It is. Uh, I mean, we could just do straight up Superman with no kaiju involved because he likes Superman a lot. Too. We could. And, and he's also big Star Trek too. Like, okay. Yeah, I would. That'd be cool, too. So someday, if you ever talk Star Trek movies, I want to be a part of that as well, because I own them all. That's the only Star Trek that I will consume. I don't watch the TV shows. (laughs) So that's that. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Hey, if you want to email us, don't email us at our old email address that included strangersandaliens.com. Doesn't exist anymore. If you want to email us about anything you've heard here, it is studioavery at gmail.com right now because GoDaddy uh, wiped our email away. So <laughs> I haven't fixed that yet. Wiped um, away like a moon falling to the planet. And just Yep. Yep. Only I wasn't able to get the, the moonlight beam to my brain to have all the explanations about why that happened. But they did, by the way, though, GoDaddy did come through with some of the help with some of the website stuff that was happening in January of this year. I talked to three or four different people and they couldn't help me. And then finally I got a text from someone when I gave them really low ratings on my (laughs) satisfaction (laughs) and he was able to fix everything for me. And we didn't lose a thing except for two posts on one on Jared aliens. Huh? Was that Jared? I remember you told us his name. Uh, I can't remember his name. It might've been Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Something like that. He's like, yeah, everybody thank Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy is the best. (laughs) So yeah, he, he came through. I I'll say this GoDaddy. When you're going through the lower echelon of help, they aren't the greatest, but once I finally, the two times I really needed them, I was able to finally get the right guy who could just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you even though it's Thanksgiving weekend or that was two years ago. And then this year it was, it was this guy. So yeah. Awesome. But the email was not fixed. All that to say, thank you for listening. And (laughs) you can still contact us through Facebook. Uh, And yeah, uh, until next time, no matter where you're going, the moon is falling. I still want to wish you Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at strangeandalien.com or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 
And once again, thanks for listening. I want them to drive the moon somewhere.